That's bicep to 321321. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studio, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KDHT HD3 Belmy, K283CD Waco. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Steven Simcox. Hey, hey, good afternoon and welcome. Welcome one and all to game time for a fondly Friday, a fun Friday, and we welcome you into the program. Tom, Steven, and EP flipping the switches and turning the knobs and keeping us on the air, and uh, we're glad you're with us here on a Friday. First of all, Steven Simcox, how are you, and uh, what a trooper you've been today. (laughs) I'm good. I want to start today with a public service announcement. Yeah? Well, I don't know if that's the part where you address it i i we have an investigation i need to look into oh what's going on well i get here today and tom was very nice he got us some pizza from shorty's pizza shack thank you tom sure. and thank you to shorty's one of our great sponsors absolutely and the food was terrific it was great um but you also brought me this hat yeah that it's a hat representing my hometown the murder bulldogs mm-hmm. which is very nice but somebody put some thought into this because Inscribed on the hat is the number I wore in high school for my illustrious career. Yeah? <laughs> Which tells me that this is somebody that knows me pretty well. Because I was not, I wasn't exactly someone that the casual fans were, were well acquainted with at McGregor High. But I wore number 68, and I graduated in 2011, but 2010 was the final football season that I played. And that's also on the hat. So, I don't know who dropped this off, but if you want to claim that i'd love to give you a shout out and a thank you at 254-662-1660 because uh yeah i like it and it was a, a thoughtful gift whoever it was that dropped it by you, you liked it so much when i walked it in and handed it to you that it immediately went atop the dome yeah and that was twofold one was hey this is a nice hat and i want to wear it two was i looked uh we don't really have a mirror here but as ep can attest in that screen there you can kind of see your reflection a little bit Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my hair's not really combed that well today, so maybe I should go ahead and throw this hat on. You weren't sporting a good do today? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? I guess not. But see, whoever sent this, thank you very much. I'd love to, to know and uh, you know give proper credit, but it was uh, a very nice gift that was dropped off by the station. And I want to talk about this for just a second because you, you mentioned your senior year. You start your senior year. In ten, you graduate in eleven, and, mm-hmm. and you know so does you know, and that's just right. the process. Your fall football season of your senior year was ten. Yep. So I think they did the correct thing in putting ten on the cap. Not I, not yours. Not your, that's you, true. Eleven. You know, it was twenty eleven in May when you walked across the stage. You did walk across the stage, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I wanted to check. I don't know. I'm I not, made it. That's made an it. assumption I'm not going to make. Well, you know, I guess there are some people that don't do that, but. When you graduate with 75 people, if you don't walk across the stage, <laughs> you, it's you, it's kind of noticeable. They know <laughs> there's one empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ahead and made the trek up there. Yeah. All right. Did, did you dress up for graduation? Uh, no, what not was, really. Was, I mean, I mean uh, it, we had to wear, I remember we had to wear like a white shirt why? and 
black slacks underneath our robes. You were underneath your robe. Why did you have to wear slacks? I don't know. I didn't question a lot. I think I was so happy to get there that I didn't I didn't think too much about it. And then we changed immediately because we had Project Graduation mm. right after, right. which is a, a very nice thing that has become popular the past 15 years or so. Um, but yeah, I do remember dressing up and you're right. I, I, yes, I, 2010 was my last football season, which gives me a hint that it might be a former coach of mine. Cause I know really some of those folks listen to this great station. Um, and liked you enough to go get a hat made. I don't think they liked me too much back then. I think they appreciate me more now. <laughs> and that tends to happen. <laughs> I think they look back on it and they the, say the separation. Yeah, hey, that kid wasn't too bad. <laughs> Compared to the guys we got now. <laughs> he at least showed up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so, well, that was a cool That was a cool gesture. It was. Thank you to whoever that was. And I mean, I'd love to know if you, I mean, if you want to pass it along. No one's ever showed up here with a Conley cap for me. I mean, <laughs> so. They know you, you claim, you claim Robinson now. You did, you're an Ennis grad, aren't you? Or Waxahachie? No, uh, Ennis. Ennis, okay. And uh, my daughter actually for Christmas gave me uh, – uh, and Ennis High School T-shirt. Really? And she's got it offline, and uh, it's one of my prized possessions. Well, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. That is very Ennis cool. Ennis Lyon. I didn't know that was that was where EP went to school. He's yeah. I I, I did know that. And, but then I then I was started to backtrack and, <laughs> and, and got the rival going. Walked yeah. to Hatchie, but anyway. Well, you have your Texas football I magazine do. there. I do. My senior year in high school, we were ranked number one in the state. That's, there you go. How did it work out for you? Uh, we lost in the semifinals to Quero. Oh, oh the you, Gobblers. You, you lived up to that bargain for the most part. Then. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he was going to say we went six and four. So. <laughs> Missed the playoffs, huh? (laughs) Didn't quite make it. Started rolling out the basketballs earlier than we thought. (laughs) Those were back in the days, honestly, when there was one team. team. Yeah. It's a little different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can formulate 11 guys, you're going to make the playoffs now. (laughs) So, did I say that out loud? Anyway, 407, seven minutes after four, we welcome you into the program. Uh, We're going to get into, here we go, we're going to get into a name, image, and likeness. Uh, Let's do it again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I keep thinking about what we were discussing yesterday. And once, and I I don't know if calming is the word I'm looking for or routine is the word I'm looking for, but once, I don't know, once the new wears off, what what am I looking for? What is the terminology I'm looking for when it comes to this becoming the norm and not everyday conversation for us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, commonplace maybe. I yeah. don't know. What, what's um, it, what, what, what will it look like then as compared to what it looks like now? Now it's a conversation piece all across the all across the land. It is. And, I mean, I, I do think we'll eventually get to a place where not every single endorsement deal is news. Uh, I don't know how long that takes. I don't know if that's a couple weeks. I don't know if that's a year. And at, at least right now, Baylor seems to be moving a little bit slower than most um, as far as getting some of that stuff together. So it hasn't changed a whole lot for us yet, but across the college sports landscape, there's opportunities out there. It's a great question, Tom. I mean, I I think it's probably going to be a full calendar year of let's see how this plays out. And it might be, and I don't know what it's even going to look like, but it might have to be after the first scandal, right? Like after we've Mm -hmm. the first person that, slips up and doesn't disclose something properly or there's some sort of conflict that leads to some issues 
Maybe we'll, that's when we'll it becomes more commonplace. Tax issue. Yes. Some things like things of that nature. And it's going to happen. I think it's going to take a while, though, because to me, it's still interesting to see just who's signing with what, right? Like, it's not even so much the fact that it's endorsements. It's just, oh, okay, that player is signing with a moving company or this player is signing up for an energy drink. Um, I've just been kind of surprised at what they've jumped at far. I haven't seen, like, a car dealership yet or really a food service. Uh, it's been some more like random local businesses. I could just early on. see the tagline for a moving company. He's got more moves than Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It works. Higher EP for your marketing. Needs. There you go. Uh, now, one of the things that I saw today, and I don't, and I don't know if we have this on our list today to do or not, but we're going to dive into it for just a second. Reggie Bush. Did you guys see that? That he wants his Heisman back? That he wants his Heisman back. He wants his records back, and he, he wants all that. But here's my deal. He, he's When he took the money, it was still illegal and against the rules mm-hmm. to take the money. It, that, that hasn't changed. Now, what's changed is athletes today, as of July 1st, they can go out and they can market themselves. Yeah. When he took the money, he you couldn't do it. I I, I don't know how you go back and say, okay, we're we're going to go ahead and waive those losses. We're going to go ahead and put those uh, those those yards back on your your record. And and here's your here's your nice shiny trophy back. I don't think you can do that. I'd like to know your opinion. Well. I know there's a lot of Texas fans that would say Vince Young should have won that Heisman in the first place, <laughs> which is another discussion. I loved Reggie Bush as a college football player. He was absolutely electric. Um, I thought, he, as great as Vince was, I didn't have a huge problem with him winning it that year. I feel like the punishment is kind of silly as far as vacating wins, vacating Heismans, because we all still saw it with our eyes. You know, like we know what happened. But I, I agree. I mean... It was the rule at that time. Now, I think it's a silly punishment because I don't feel like Reggie Bush taking money or Reggie Bush's family getting a house made him a better football player. Like, he still did everything on the field. Had to do the work. Had to do the work. I, I get that part. Um, And I think most people still see Reggie Bush as the Heisman Trophy winner that year. But I understand why he wants it because, that. I mean, that's a huge piece of memorabilia. That's a huge memory for him. I, but I've seen this discussion along with the Fab Five, too, who, you know, they had their uh, Final Fours and all those wins vacated because of money issues. And Jalen Rose and Chris Weber and those guys are saying, hey, we were pioneers in a lot of ways. Uh, we want those records back. And I'm not sure how you do that. But I also think at the same time, how much are you really punishing these people because we still all, you know, understand what they did. I'm not sure you can just send the Heisman back, though. Whether you agree with the rule, disagree with the rule, the fact remains it was a rule. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry to jump in here, and I know this is really old, but, you know, there was a guy, he was a great athlete, won gold medals at Stockholm back at the beginning of the one. 19th uh, what 20th century and uh, he they reinstated all his records and 
they reinstate and they gave him his uh, gold medals. So why shouldn't Reggie Bush get his? You know, if the Olympic Committee can forgive, why can't the NCAA? Well, there's that's a valid point. And I guess it comes right down to there is no right or wrong answer on this. It's just mm-hmm. how you personally feel about it. Uh, and and I, I, sorry, as silly as the rule may be, it, at that time it was a rule. So, that, I mean, that was just I, – I wanted to get everybody's take on that. All right, it is a 412, 12 minutes after 4. This is game time. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Stephen a curveball here for just a second. Stephen – I want you just to share a little bit about uh, our guy Q. Uh, I know you worked with him a lot longer than I did, and mm-hmm. today was Q's last day with us. And uh, an opportunity just kind of came by, came Q's way, and an opportunity to get to close to close to little Q, and and certainly get close to to mom who lives in Las Vegas. And so Q's going to be making his way to Vegas and uh, taking on uh, a pretty cool little project out there. And just uh, let let's share a minute here about Q and, and just what he has has done for uh, this radio station and and uh, this this company, this business, and, and uh, your thoughts on, on our guy Q. Sure. I mean, he's been here uh, for about a decade now, and now moving on to Vegas to, to cover the Raiders, to be a program director over a couple stations. Really proud of him, really excited for him. Um, extremely hard worker and has been kind of the constant uh, here for a, for a long time, so it'll be very strange to not have him in the fold, but I've learned a lot from him. Um, gotten to work with him on a number of different shows and events. And uh, I think one thing he really excelled at that we'll, we'll miss here is he just, he connected with the listeners very well. He made um, interacting with them a point during the show. Uh, and that was one of my favorite things about doing his program is, you know, we, we got a lot of feedback. People felt like they were, were part of it. So I know, um, those folks will miss him and uh, he made a big impact here. So we're, we're happy for him that he's getting a chance to, uh, go to a, a different place and really work his dream job, which is what we, uh, we all kind of strive to get to. He's going to get to do some Raider football, Raider stuff. football. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you know, it, but he's, he kind of likes the Raiders a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of so, a fan. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited for him. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're going to miss him. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and everything his contributions here and first time I ever worked with him I wasn't I, I wasn't even working here uh, I was gone during that time but they sent us out to do a playoff game and uh, we went to Cleburne and, and we, we first went to I think I was the first guy to take him to Jake and Dorothy's in Stephenville and have an upside down chicken fried steak <laughs> then we went to Cleburne and uh, took in and, and did a playoff game I think it was Crawford playing in Cleburne and I worked with him and I thought this dude's good. This yeah. dude's talented. He's got he's got he's got it going on. Uh, he's going to figure this deal out, and so good for him. We're we're pleased. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifteen after four, four fifteen. This is game time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox forty four weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Widely scattered showers and thunderstorms out there this evening. Diminishing very late tonight. As skies will just be mostly cloudy overnight. Low temperatures falling to seventy five degrees tomorrow. Mostly cloudy skies with a sixty percent chance of scattered showers and storms. Eighty seven. And the same story on Sunday. A forty percent chance of showers and storms with a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
live from the Big 12 Media Days. This is Tom Barfield. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and me, Wednesday, July 14th and Thursday, July 15th, live from AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Days. Brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Clinic, Heritage Creamery, TFMB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday, July 14th and 15th, here on ESPN Central Texas. Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts and Child Development, Associate of Arts and Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-thru, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Milwaukee Bucks take a 3 2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, beating the Hawks 123 112. On a day when college athletes were officially granted rights to profit off their name, image, and likeness, former USC running back Reggie Bush has made it clear he believes his Heisman Trophy he won in 2005 should be returned and his college stats reinstated. The NFL has fined the Washington football team $10 million as a result of the league's investigation into the team's workplace culture. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Tampa Bay at Montreal. Tampa Bay has a 2-0 lead in that series. Puck drops at 7. Astros at the Indians tonight, 6-10 first pitch. And Rangers leave Oakland with the win and had the day off before starting a series with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, back here on Game Time. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, E.P. Garth behind the board. And uh, we, we've been talking about it pretty much all week long, but with good reason. It's a huge topic that's changing the college sports landscape, name, image, and likeness. And we, we've seen deals across college sports so far. Um, today, Chad Jackson, who's the director of compliance at Baylor, he had a press conference along with Jovan Overshone, who also is high up there Um in Baylor athletics. And they spoke about a range of topics. It was about an hour long conversation with the local media. Um, and, and one thing that they touched on in this presser was we, we saw Matt Meyer have some things come up yesterday. So at, at this point, how many Baylor athletes have reached out to them and said, Hey, I have this, uh, this deal ready to go. So one, I'll take the first shot, Javon, and you you clean up if if you need to. Um, uh, so the the within the Texas law, uh, it does stipulate that if there are conflicts with uh, institutional policy or institutional contracts, then we as an institution could disallow 
such an NIL deal. So everyone knows we're a Nike school. Uh, within the Nike contract, our student-athletes, our staff are obligated to utilize Nike gear, apparel, equipment for practice competition, what we would call official team activity. And so uh, there's not going to be, so long as we're a Nike school, our student-athletes are, are going to be wearing Nike gear uh, in official team activities. And I actually use, use that as a little bit of a bridge just uh, to to maybe preempt or, or highlight in the Texas state law, there is the the phrase official team activities. That that's a phrase that is in the Texas state law, and the so the law says that student athletes may not participate in NIL activity while on call for quote official team activity. So, uh, so that that that's another. There's kind of two sides that would nullify such such a, a, an occasion of a student athlete uh, being involved with a, a compete a competitor of Nike. So that clip is actually about potential conflicts that might arise, and and that's another question that we had, Tom, as Chad laid out there. Baylor's a Nike school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Baylor has a lot of official deals, official drink, official car dealership. So how does this work? And one of the things that is really intriguing about the whole name and likeness situation is really these sponsorship deals with athletes are going to be separate from the university. So for instance, if you want Jacob Zeno to come to your business and sign some autographs, he can't wear Baylor gear. So even though he's a Baylor player and he, you know, a big reason why you're probably getting him is because he plays football here in Waco. You're really paying for Jacob Zeno, the person, and he can wear a green shirt or something, but he can't wear any official gear. You're just getting Jacob Zeno himself. Even if he purchased that gear, even if he went to say, Oh, I don't know, Academy or Walmart and, and, and bought a, uh, Okay. A Baylor yeah. T-shirt. Yes. So he could do that. He can't wear, I guess, officially uh, issued issued apparel right. from from the university. And if you sign a deal with Adidas, Baylor being a Nike school, um, at games, at practices, I would assume at team meetings, whatever, you you have to wear the official Nike gear, which I think would cut down the pool of people. That would get shoe deals if you're only going to see them out and about in Adidas gear on their social media or when they're just around town. No question about it, because that deal, any kind of individual shoe deal, that shoe company is looking for that young person to wear that shoe on television mm-hmm. while they're participating, and if they can't do that, then uh, then it's it, that that angle and that aspect of it's probably not going to happen and certainly not going to happen very often now could it happen the day after they play their final game and and, you know and then you know from that aspect yeah but you're right that's not going to happen I mean because they're going to be wearing the official gear of that university and every university has a deal with somebody yes they do and that's one of the things that comes up with this conflict is even though a big part of the reason why these student athletes are going to have opportunities is because they play at school X, 
the deals they sign are, are really going to be separate from the university in some ways. Uh, Chad and Jovan also spoke about, or, or I think this was just Chad, actually. He spoke about, uh, okay, so how many players right now are working on or have notified you about potential deals moving forward? Sure. I can say that we've had – yesterday was day one, and we've had several student-athletes uh, from varying sports. Um, this is I, – I can unequivocally say that this is not going to be uh, predicated on a particular sport that you are participating in. This is going to cover all of our sports. There are a wide range of, uh, of opportunities uh, that have been uh, afforded our student athletes with this deregulation. And so um, we think that many uh, will take advantage of the opportunity. I think there are going to be many that decide, you know, it's not for me. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we've been telling ourselves early on is, you know, whatever happens in the early days, whether you want to say the first week, first month, first six months, that's just what it is. It's the first week, it's the first month, it's the first six months. Um, it, we do not think it's a will be a predictor necessarily of the long term play here. So uh, there's been. So again, as you said, Tom, when is this going to level out? Chad admits he doesn't really think what we see in the first month, the first six months is going to be indicative of what we see moving forward. So they do expect this to kind of level off at some point and either become more commonplace or become more manageable, I guess, depending on, you know, what type of returns these businesses get on, on their investments with endorsements. Yeah, and again, I, I don't know that any of us truly know how this thing is going to work, but uh, isn't it going to kind of be up to the individual athlete to – to determine what deals they get, or just based off of how aggressive they are seeking deals, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that that's probably part of the case? That guys and gals are going to have to go out and and really almost market themselves to get some of these things. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the majority of them will, and and that's another point that he made is some some athletes would probably say, you know what, I really don't want to do that. Like it'd be great to make some money on the side, but to be honest, I'm doing okay right now. I don't see the need to go out and try to procure a bunch of deals but that opportunity is there um if you want to see it happen and he says there are looks like there's some in the works so i guess we'll see in the coming weeks you know what that looks like for baylor athletes and uh how how they do moving forward what's what's the biggest i know we've talked about issues and potential pitfalls tom in your mind what's kind of the biggest issue that could arise from from all this being deregulated at once and i don't know the i don't know that it's going to be but my first thought was is this going to be a recruiting tool if you come to this community and if you come Mm -hmm. to this university you're going to have many many more opportunities because of our alumni base to uh to create some opportunities for yourself if you go to the that little small school it's just not going to happen for you is that a recruiting tool that coaches are going to use against other coaches within their their leagues. I think it will be. I, I mean, I feel like w- what you've seen from how schools have approached it so far kind of tells you that. You've seen some big schools say, yes, like we can get you where you want to go as far as endorsements go. Um, and a lot of other schools have sort of stayed quiet about it so far other than to say, hey, we're here for some guidance if those opportunities come up. Coming up next, uh, or sorry, go ahead. Tom. I was just going to ask you, where do you stand on that? Do you think schools should be – 
proactive in, in helping kids get deals, or do you think that hey they just need to lay lay low and just let the kids and whoever represents them or you know and family members work through this? I think you should be proactive if you feel like you have the resources to do it, right? Like if you think that's a promise and you can back up, then yeah, go ahead and and show these young men and women that the brand is strong enough to get them where they want to go. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk some high school football. We've been chatting with high school football coaches all week long. Steve Almeida from Hillsboro. That'll be on the other side of the break on Game Time, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. What are you supposed to do when you pull up behind a truck that doesn't even have a hitch? I mean, it's like looking at plumber's crack. Do you cover your kids' eyes? Look away and switch radio stations? Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters asking for your help to end this embarrassing form of truck nudity. If you have a truck, at some point you need to pull something. It could be a trailer to haul stuff off to the dump. Maybe a jet ski, a boat, an RV, a horse trailer, even just a bike rack. The point is, put a hitch on your truck's backside. And at Pickup Outfitters, we actually install more hitches than anything else. Whether it's a receiver hitch, a gooseneck, or a fifth wheel, we'll cover your aspirations to not drive a nude truck. And all hitches are covered by the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. So cover your rear end with a new hitch from Pickup Outfitters on Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we're fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas. Check them out on our website at createacommotion.com slash hitches. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Milwaukee Bucks take a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, beating the Hawks 123-112. On a day when college athletes were officially granted rights to profit off their name, image, and likeness, former USC running back Reggie Bush has made it clear he believes his Heisman Trophy he won in 2005 should be returned and his college stats reinstated. The NFL has fined the Washington football team $10 million as a result of the league's investigation into the team's workplace culture. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Tampa Bay at Montreal. Tampa Bay has a 2-0 lead in that series. Puck drops at 7. Astros at the Indians tonight, 6-10 first pitch. And Rangers leave Oakland with the win and had the day off before starting a series with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Tom, Stephen, and EP, we're glad you're with us. And we welcome into the program head coach of the Hillsboro Eagles, Steve Almute. Steve, how are you today? 
I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate your time. Uh, we, we've been talking about strength and conditioning and, and then the uh, the individual drills. Just kind of get us up to speed on, on where you are. I know that there's probably some new things that you've you've implemented since taking over. Just kind of get us up to speed on where the Hillsborough Eagles are getting ready for uh, two days in about a month. Yes, sir. We go, uh, you know, the transition's been really, really easy. You know, I've been on staff since Coach Hale got there two years ago and and uh lucky for me i got to take over whenever he decided to uh become the athletic director and i appreciate that every day and uh you know the kids already we're already building on for this summer uh our strength and conditioning and like i said it was nothing new for them uh we just kept on rolling what we were doing in the spring whenever whenever i became head coach uh you know, at the at the point we are at right now, we've been uh, we went through the month of June to uh, kind of teach some basic fundamentals of the weight room and everything like that. Uh, we're going to take a week off this upcoming week to, for the Fourth of July week, and uh, we're going to hit it back and uh, get back rolling on July twelfth. Uh, going to resume hitting it, getting ready. Uh, days are being uh, reducing. Each day is getting closer, getting excited, and the kids are too. And, and that's kind of a common theme I'm starting to see from around uh, Central Texas is that week, uh, this upcoming week of the 4th, or the, actually the 5th, uh, everybody's kind of shutting it down, kind of regrouping and, and re-energizing the battery, then coming back strong on the 12th and getting ready to go. Kind of the we're uh, having a, some technical f- f- phone issues. <laughs> Sorry, Coach. We we got you, but we kind of lost you there. Yeah. Are, are you, you are you still, still with us? Sorry. There you are. There you are. So I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I, I mean, I had moved from my chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, you know, it kind of gives a little week for the coaches to kind of get away and the and the kids to get away and have a chance for that one last time to uh, enjoy family and everything like that before it's, it's, uh, we hit the ground running and really never stop until hopefully December. Coach, uh, you mentioned being on staff with, with Coach, Hale, Coach Hale the last few years. Um, so how do you kind of balance like keeping a good culture intact but also putting your own identity and spin on uh, the program? You know, it. Like I said, it was an easy transition. You know, I, I went. I was already running the weight room already. Uh, the culture that Coach Hale brought in, I'm not going to deviate from that much at all, if any, because I mean, whenever he came in, he set that example and uh, you know hired the guys on staff to uh, follow uh, his lead. And you know, I mean, you know, we've kind of, kind of cleaned it up and and put our stamp on the program and you know it's a good thing so i'm going to keep it rolling you know i'm going to bring a few guys new in on the staff and and we're just gonna that fit in to the culture and we're gonna get it rolling i know you haven't had practice quite yet but who are some of the the players you have high expectations for uh coming into the season you know we had uh we got a couple of guys that played for us for the past two years uh, Frankie Montoya, he's a he's going to be he started defensive back for us the last two years, and uh, one of our top guys on defense. 
we also have uh, Austin Cook, who is our quarterback. You know, after uh, we had a little injury from our senior last year, but uh, he took over whenever uh, our senior got hurt last year. So he's he's ready to go. Uh, off offensive lineman, we got Trent Tidwell. He's a big old boy. He's getting stronger every single day. He's in the weight room every day. Uh, those probably are our top guys. We got some guys that are coming up from the JV that we got some high hopes for and that are going to plug in for those uh, seniors that graduated last year. And, and uh, they're excited, and they show up every day. I, I know it's about you and your football team, but when you look around your district, who are some of the who are some of the programs that uh, you look and go, yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be a fun one on Friday night. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Glen Rose and Godley. I mean, those two teams are you know well established. Uh, their uh, head coaches have been there for a while, and and they run very good programs. And uh, those guys are the ones that we kind uh, of tell the kids if you want to. You want to be up there with those guys. It takes every day and a commitment to be uh, the best they can be every day, and we got to get there. And and it's up to them, you know, to to uh, rise to the challenge to uh, be up there with them top dogs in our district. He told us you were already running the weight room. Uh, how much growth have you seen this off season, just with the ability to, you know, have it have a full off season again and not have to do a lot of work virtually. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's a blessing. I mean, it's a, you know, last year after our first first year in, you know, when COVID hit, man, we were making gains, and all of a sudden we get shut down and off for all those weeks and and months, and uh, you know, we got to have some semblance of a strength and conditioning program last summer, but you know, whenever you're off for three weeks and really not touching a weight or running or doing kind of stuff that we want you to do you're going to regress and almost we had to start all over so you know we're in the same boat as everybody else around that man just having this whole year to just kind of implement our complete program and run it from day one till through the summer up until right now man it's it's been great and our kids man they love it every day we present them a challenge every day and they and they meet and hit it with full steam running Coach, uh, we've we've asked everybody about sports specific and and that uh, that opportunity the UIL has has given you guys. Talk a little bit about sports specific, what it means uh, to you guys during the summer, and and what you try to get accomplished. You know, I mean, it's it, it, if you don't do it, you're you're going to fall way behind. I mean, everybody does it, and you're allowed to do it now. So, you know, that's really good. And you know, I, I brought in on a brought a new OC in and a new DC in. So we're kind of working on fundamentals and installing those two sides of the ball and the schemes that we're going to be using. So we've taken advantage of, of drill work, uh, not much of seven-on-seven seven stuff or anything like that, but just some basic stuff that kids are going to need to learn when we come in August 2nd. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, we uh, we really do appreciate you visiting with us and getting us up to speed on what's going on with those Hillsboro Eagles, and we wish you the very best this fall. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me, and y'all have a good afternoon. You do the same. That is uh, Steve Almute. He is the uh, new head football coach of the Hillsboro Eagles, was on the staff of Steve Hell, and, and I talked to Steve uh, today, and one of the things that he told me he was doing which I think is kind of a cool thing, Stephen, is he's going around to all levels, seventh grade through the varsity, 
boys and girls, and he is kind of getting them going as far as strength, conditioning, weight room, and those type of things. And then he's going to assist Coach Almute. He said, hey, I'm going to practice every day, and wherever he wants me or needs me, then that's where I'm going to be. And Because uh, we know that Co- Coach Hell is a, a terrific football coach. But uh, this was this presented an opportunity for everybody to to kind of move up a, a, a rung and 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 again I the fact that the, your your athletic director is going to be in there with a whistle around his neck <laughs> teaching seventh graders and and, and what a, what a great move no it is and, almost uh, like the strength and conditioning coach yeah props to Coach Hale for doing that and still putting that day in day out work as far as impacting the kids but uh, we talked with Lyndon Helt this week and he discussed the importance of. Um, you know, getting the kids at the middle school fired up, making sure that they understand expectations and all those kinds of things, because that's the future of your program. So those those young men and women have to uh, be right for the, the success to keep going. All right. The eventual American League West champion, Texas Rangers. We'll get to the Ranger roundup. We'll do that next here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Don't miss the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, July 3rd and Sunday, July 4th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, July 3rd from 9 to 5 and July 4th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Hi, 445, 15 now, away from five, and time for our Ranger Roundup. Ranger Roundup here on a Friday afternoon. Steven, they're as hot as anybody in baseball, and I'm not kidding. No, they're playing great right now. Uh, Mariners series starts tonight. Got another win yesterday afternoon, but... They're, uh, they're playing fantastic baseball at the moment. So, the debate continues. Are you a buyer when it comes to – are you a seller when it comes to uh, Joy Gallo? That I mean, you, you've yeah. – and they've got to make some decisions. They do. Um, and, and, you know, I saw Jeff Wilson put out today, who used to cover the Rangers for Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Now he's doing kind of his own independent newsletter. But he said, hey, if this is, if this is who Joey Gallo is – then you got to keep him. I would just say, don't fall in love with two weeks of Joey Gallo. And you have some time here at the deadline. Like, heck, if he's suddenly got 32 home runs <laughs> towards the end of the July, then yeah, I think you'll reevaluate. But at this point, I think this is a good situation for a team that's selling. Your most valuable piece is playing well before the deadline. This is the time to go ahead and explore what his value would be if the interest rate just keeps going up doesn't it yep. uh yeah and and i agree with you i mean you it's way too small of a sample size to say this is who he is as an everyday mm-hmm. player uh but he's hot right now there's no question he, he is. last night he went uh, or yesterday afternoon he went three for three scored a couple and uh, drove in three including a home run I, but how often do you steal third base in Major League Baseball? But it happened for the Rangers. I mean, I know there's some guys, but and it's our guy. I mean, it's our guy. It's Adolis Garcia, and he just he just continues to shine. And again, yesterday he stole third base. The overshift is on. Garcia's at second with two outs. No score, first inning. There goes Garcia. The pitch is taken. The throw to third ahead for a dive, and he's safe at third base. Adolis has swiped third. Now, I'm telling you, if I see a guy steal third base, I'm coming out of my shoes. I think that's kind of a fun play. Uh, well, and to do it with two outs, too, that's risky. Because yes. you get you get cut down at third, and it's like, hey, man, you really only got 90 feet up the line there. But um, Adolis is fun, man, and he does his own thing. I like that they give him some freedom to make some decisions, uh, and he's he's doing it well. So. Hopefully, I know he didn't end up, you know, as an all-star starter. Hopefully, the players do the right thing and get him in the game because um, we need to see Adolis playing with some of the best in the league during the all-star break. Now, during our grab bag, which comes your way at 5.30 or so this afternoon, we're going to get to into some uh, Major League Baseball statistics about spin rate and all that. And you know I'm not a big fan of all that information, but there are a couple of uh, – correlating statistics that we'll talk about during that uh, that time period coming up at 5.30. The uh, Rangers did, as we mentioned, get a, a nice day from uh, Gallo. He went three for three, including another home run. 
There's a swing and there's a long drive to right. This one is on its way and that ball is history. A tremendous home run by Joey Gallo over the 14-foot high wall and uh, way up into Mount Davis. A bomb for Gallo with a man aboard. It's his 20th. It gives him home runs in five straight games and makes the score 4 nothing Texas. And that is our stat of the day, five straight games for Joey Gallo to hit a bomb. And he's the first Ranger to homer in uh, consecutive games or uh, five consecutive games since Mike Napoli did it in 2012. And additionally, Gallo and Josh Hamilton are as the only Texas Rangers to hit seven or more home runs in a five-game stretch, although Frank Howard also did it, but he was a member of the Washington Senators because it was 1968. But uh, I think the record, the MLB record, is eight, eight consecutive games. So does he get it? Uh, I don't think so. You know, we'll see what he does at Safeco the next few days. That's a tough place to get the ball out, even though I know Joey knows that uh, knows that park well because it's in the division. It's been a fun ride, though, and the, the spin rate conversation has come up because he's hitting the ball better since they cracked down. I think pitchers are going to be able to adjust at some point, and then we'll really see if that's true or not. But there's, I mean, there's probably something to it. He is a guy that swings a lot at He's done better this year, but typically he swings a lot of balls in the dirt, balls that are tailing away from him. So if, uh, you know, those balls have a little less spin on them and they're staying in the zone, then that uppercut swing he has looks a lot better if he's able to slow it down and make contact, which he has, he's been able to do as of late. And there's some patience there from Gallo that was not there early in his career. I mean, he, I think he's either leading the majors or among the, the leader in, in walks. I think he's got over 60 walks already, and that is very unusual for Joey Gallo. It is. He's done a really nice job of plate discipline and you know staying true to himself. He's still striking out a, a good amount, but he might not get to 200 strikeouts this year, which will be an improvement over what we've seen when he plays 162 games. Um, so it's there's some encouraging things. I mean, he's a, a good outfielder. Uh, he's being more patient at the plate. He's hitting the cover off the ball right now. I just think you can't you can't find yourself you know stopping everything just to keep Joey Gallo in the lineup. Even though I love watching him play. Does your center fielder have to hit for average? I'm looking at Adolis Garcia's numbers, and he's mm-hmm. hitting right now as of today, going into tonight's game. 269 can you live with that if that's your center fielder as a rookie yeah I think you can with everything else Adolis does I I mean I I know this will make people upset I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it but I feel like in today's game I don't know how much they even worry about batting average as relative to position I, I think it's just it's about you know are you producing when you're hitting the ball are you getting on base at a good clip um I don't think that conversation comes up nearly as much. And to me, it still explains what kind of hitter you are. If you hit for average, I mean, that tells me what kind of player you are offensively. Right. I mean, you know, I think on-base percentage is a more complete picture of – because ultimately, no matter how you get on, you got to get people on to get runs, and that tells you how often they're getting on. But batting average does say how much you're making contact – what you do with the bat when you put the ball in play. Uh, it is still a valuable number, but it's uh, it's becoming less and less 
I guess, in vogue, you know, in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, OPS, on-base percentage. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of analytics that they look at that's they, – they value far greater – than a batting average, but uh, again, for me, when I look at a batting average, it's pretty simple. It tells me how many hits you get in in, in ten plate appearances. Right. I mean, that's yeah. You know. So, all right. Uh, and then uh, the Rangers do play Seattle tonight. It's a uh, nine o'clock or nine o five first pitch. Our broadcast will begin at eight thirty. So there you go. That is our our Ranger roundup for uh, this Friday afternoon. And again, the Rangers have won, what, five of six? Five of six, yes. Yeah, swept the Royals and then took two out of three from Oakland and uh, back at it tonight. They're hot, baby. They are hot. You don't want to play them right now. You don't want <laughs> any part of those Rangers right now. Uh, it's a 4.53. We're seven in front of five o'clock. And uh, this is game time here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Let's take a second and let's talk about uh, our friends over at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. You know, uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership. We're talking about the Emery's, the same family-operated business. They've been they've covered four generations, which is an unbelievable rarity in today's business environment. You know, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, well, their reputation was built uh, one customer at a time, and they've got a simple objective, and that, of course, is to make their customers leave satisfied with their experience at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They're Central Texas's largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. Pioneer Steel and Pipe offers the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron. Uh, they also have structural pipe. You name it, and they can take care of it for you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They carry all sizes of pipe from one-half inch to 24 inches and for all your fencing needs as well. Also, uh, square tubing, one-half inch to six inches for all your weekend projects, such as working on those deer stands or those ornamental iron jobs. This uh, tubing comes in black or already primed. They also stock um, uh, American-made grade 60 rebar, 3-8 inch to three-quarter inch, so uh, keep that in mind. Pioneers Steel and Pipe, they are open Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5, and they're also open Saturdays 8 until noon. They're located in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane and also down in Bryan. And remember, you can check them out online 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. It's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouts, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at, and they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
it has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KBHTHD3 Bellamy, K283CD Waco. Yeah. <laughs> what TV show was that? Uh, 4.59. 4.59, we're a minute in front of 5 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas and Fox Sports Central Texas. Our 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by the good folks at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at 17 bucks an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Uh, we are joined on the phones now by Jay Black from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Jay, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. You uh, you got big Fourth of July plans? You gonna throw a big shindig out at your house and have a big fireworks show for everybody in Whitney? Well, no, no, I'm I'm in the city limits, so fireworks are <laughs> out of the question. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spread myself around a little bit this weekend and go to a few functions. First of all, Jay, uh, let's talk a little bit about Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. You have the uh, 2021 version on your shelf. Uh, and on your counters as we speak, because I know I was there today getting one. Yeah, I heard we got a little money out of Tom Barfield today, so that's always <laughs> very a good thing, little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we still have a few advanced copies left, and uh, the the museum will be open tomorrow on Saturday from ten to five. If anybody wants to wants to get one, and uh, maybe even take a spin around the old museum while you're there and there were folks there by the way uh, doing just that today uh a lot of out-of-staters and it was kind of cool to see uh jay the uh the hall is uh the, the sports hall of fame is is about to start the process of uh, voting for the uh the 2022 class kind of talk and walk us through how that all works 
so this time of year, it's kind of slow activity-wise. We're kind of wrapping up with our Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. We, we had one of the best events ever this year on Father's Day weekend. But but in July, for us, it, it's all about uh, running this, this election for, for the, the next year's upcoming class. And uh, the way we do it, we have a selection committee made of sports writers from all over the state, and they set a ballot first Tuesday in June. And then the uh, the great thing about our process is is that if you are a sports fan in the state of Texas or in, anywhere, actually, you, all you do is buy a membership to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and you, you actually get an email ballot, and you can help us vote to see who we're going to honor the next year. Jay, uh, I know you've had some incredible people enshrined, you know, in the past. And even though it's it's in a lot of cases, folks that have been in a number of different Hall of Fames, there is something special about being from the state of Texas and being in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Don't, is that not expressed to you by uh, some of the former honorees? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you know, I've worked at the Hall of Fame for a long time, and, and you know, I, I used to just get geeked up about meeting these people that, that I grew up watching <laughs> on TV. But I think now the favorite part of my job is when I'm, I'm fortunate enough to actually call these people and give them the news that they've been selected for enshrinement. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it gets pretty emotional. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you were born in the state of Texas, and this is the highest highest honor you you can accept, and uh, it means a lot to a lot of people. Um, who are some of the – we have a list here, but who are some of the big names uh, that are on the ballot this coming year? Wow. Uh, you know, every year I keep thinking, well, when are we going to hit the bottom? You know, when, <laughs> when are we going to run out of great names? And, I mean, you just, you just look at the – just the primary ballot, for example. I mean, we've got NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Priest Holmes, uh, an NFL MVP. We've got. Uh, I'm excited about Scott Drew, uh, uh, NCAA national championship coach Scott Drew. Uh, Simone Biles, probably the greatest gymnast currently and, and probably ever in the history of the sport. Uh, you know, we've got outstanding softball players. We've got Tony uh, Manu Ginobili, uh, Chris Bosh, and people that have won NBA championships. So. You know, when you talk about a Hall of Fame that's hard to get into, I mean, I would I would put our Hall of Fame up there with anybody because it's not just one sports top athletes. I mean, we're we're spreading the gamut of achievement in all different sports. Talking with Jay Black for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and, and Jay, you you mentioned the uh, the the ballot. I'm looking at the the uh, the veterans ballot, and I I don't know how. You get this done. I mean, I everybody on that veterans ballot deserves to be in that Hall of Fame. It is incredible the list of names on this veteran ballot. Well, and and you, you and so so you make a great point, Tom. And I and I'll just take one guy that that a lot of people may not be familiar with, Billy Nix. He was the coach at Prairie View A and M, and he won multiple national championships at Prairie View. You know, this was at a time when when the schools were segregated. A lot of the great African American athletes couldn't go to a to a Texas A and M or or a Texas Tech or a TCU, so, so they went to Southern or Grambling or or Prairie View, and you know again that Texas talent it, it's always there because of our rich football tradition and and he won multiple national championships and you know 
he did it so long ago, not a lot of people may he, may, he may not be a household name, but boy, you talk about a, a coach that's very deserving. He's one of them. How, how many will eventually be inducted? And, and what's, you know, obviously it's it's a vote, but uh, what is the process on the vote? And, and, and again, how many will, how many of these veteran guys will, will get it and gals will get in there? Because I see Susie Snyder Eppers from right here in Waco on that veterans ballot. Well, Susie Snyder Eppers, you talk about an athlete who, you know, she, she's almost mythical at this point because I keep hearing stories about her. And, and I think Bryce Cherry, uh, I think he's the one that, that brought her up for nomination this year. But some of the things he said, and, you know, this was back when, when women's athletics was, she, I think she participated in the AIAW. So, so, so she's like one of those pre-Title IX athletes. So, I mean, so, so the stories of the things that she accomplished as a multiple sport athlete at Baylor, track and field and basketball, are almost legendary. And, you know, honestly, some of them I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they really are true. But uh, <laughs> Well, if Bryce told you, you know, it's kind of iffy. <laughs> Oh, we're just kidding. Jay, uh, you mentioned earlier meeting some great people. What's kind of the coolest moment for you as far as folks you've met through this process that you grew up watching or, or being a fan of? Well, uh, okay, I'll just say three to come in. I, I got to meet Tom Landry, which, you know, if you grew up a Cowboys fan like I did, you know, it didn't get any better than that. I mean, I, I had Earl Campbell call me by name at an event we had with him and Coach Fred Akers and uh, – that was pretty cool to see one of my one of my other heroes, Earl Campbell, refer to me like, "Hey, Jay Black, come here. Tell me what I need to do. Where do I need to see?" It? And that that was pretty special. And then then I got to travel down to uh, South Texas to to Beeville, and before he passed, I spent an afternoon and had lunch with with Bum Phillips and, and his family. And uh, I mean, it, it's just been so special working at this place and uh, meeting these people and. Uh, you know, as great as they they were on the field, most of them are, are even better people off the field. You didn't mention us. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> we go back a long time too, don't we? <laughs> yeah, from uh, the high school football broadcasting days. Yeah. Sure, sure. I remember. <laughs> Jay, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for your time today. Uh, it has been fun. I, I love going down memory lane and talking about these guys. But uh, so, so what is the process? If, if people, if they they get signed up, they can vote. How long do they have to do it? And uh, and and what's that process, real quick? Right. So uh, we have two membership levels: thirty-five dollar individual or seventy dollar family. Cool thing about that is you get free admission for a year, either for yourself or your whole family. Uh, if they get signed up here in the next week or so, uh, they will get a ballot for this for this year for the class of 2022, and the the election will wrap up around August 15th, give or take a, a day or so. So so there's still time to sign up and uh, you kind of throw throw in your support for you know your favorite athlete that's on the ballot this year. And I mean, what's what? We're here Fourth of July weekend. What's what's more American than participating in a in a free election? Right <laughs> there, you so. go. Good point. Hey Jay, thanks. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Fourth, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. See you later. It's Jay Black from the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Hey, listen to some. I was just looking at the uh, the veterans ballot. Let me throw some names out there, guys. Bob Beeman is on the ballot this year. Robert Brazil, Lee Elder, the golfer. 
uh, Dave Marr, the golfer. Guy we just had on the on uh, Game Time just a couple of weeks ago. A couple of well, not even a couple of weeks ago. Keith Moreland is on mm-hmm. the ballot. Uh, you know, the former Chicago Cub and Texas Longhorn. He mentioned Billy Nix. Uh, Mike Rempro, the former Oiler and Cowboy, Cowboy wide yeah. receiver. Uh, J.R. Richard. Uh, cause he could you know, he could pitch a little bit, yeah, yeah. just slightly. He had some nasty stuff. Yep. Uh, and Jimmy Wynn, the toy cannon, uh, from the Houston Astros. I, there are, and, and I didn't name them all. And that's that's just the veterans ballot. Uh, and then you look at, and as he mentioned on the uh, the primary ballot, you got Wes Walker, uh, Jason Jennings, uh, Scott Drew. And I'm just hitting some of these names. Brooks Keishnick, Clayton Kershaw, for Pete's sake. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford's on the, uh, on the, on the ballot. There are, stop and think about these Texas heroes. You know, those last two that you mentioned were high school teammates at Highland Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a great state. It's a talent-rich state. And, um, I mean, you're, just, you're always kind of surprised by, oh, yeah, that person has a connection to the state, too. And the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, I'll tell you, even if you feel like you know a lot about sports and a lot about the history here, it, you'll learn something there. It's just a great, great place. Hey, they got the air conditioner on, so go by and see them. <laughs> and, and, and EP, I know you love this too. They have a section that's dedicated just to the Southwest yeah. Conference. Oh, that absolutely. Southwest Conference wing is phenomenal. Yeah, I took my grandson there two years ago, and – he knows who Tom Landry is now. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, uh, Jay Black mentioned uh, Tom Landry. And and I'm not an autograph hound, just never have been. But uh, I got his, and mm-hmm. I got it at home. And, it's, I, I, and he signed a Texas Sports Hall of Fame banquet program for me. We were both walking out of the Ferrell Center together. And I asked him for an autograph, and he did it. And I'm so glad I did. Uh, and, and, again, I bet I don't have two or three autographs. Uh, but Because I just never was an autograph hound. But, man, was that that was that pretty cool. Uh, just two or three words with Coach Landry. Yeah, that's, that's special moments uh, for sure. And the Southwest Conference uh, wing is incredible. Um, it really is a great place to go. And, and you'll find out uh, – all kinds of things about those the, that great conference and the schools there. It it's mm-hmm. worth the admission alone just to see that. And, and there's several halls of fame housed inside the Texas Sports Hall of Fame building. For example, the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame is inside the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. So when you pay your admission to go to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, you're also going to get to go tour the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not easy getting into that little organization either. I mean, there are some unbelievably talented high school football players in this state. And, you know, electing that class every year is is very interesting. I mean, uh, Mike Anderson and his staff do a tremendous job with that, with the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Did Mike Anderson used to coach at Conley? He certainly did. Yeah, mm-hmm. He was a fine football coach at Conley. Really Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, 11 minutes after 5. It's 5-11 here from uh, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We are going to – where are we going next? Oh, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get into – Stephen has put together a Big 12 notebook, and we got to talking this morning in our meetings about TCU and – just the facelift of the basketball program they they 
They picked up a, 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 a player today, and what is that, Stephen? Now, eight new Division One players on the roster for next season? Yeah, they've had a, a lot of departures and a lot of additions, so we'll try to uh, run that down a little bit here in the next segment and then also cover some other Big 12 news. We'll sort through that coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's take a second and let's talk about uh, everything going on in the month of July at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. They're at 201 West Loop 340, uh, and if you want to check them out online, you can certainly do that at alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. And, of course, uh, Alan Samuels is your friend in the car business. It's uh, one of the hottest months of the year in Texas. So Alan Samuels is turning up the heat, making the hottest deals around on the new lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiats. And how about this? From the Ram family, uh, come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built-to-haul. It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. And we're talking about the Ram 2021 truck. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. They're going to come back because they love that truck. So when they need a new one, they're coming back to uh, Alan Samuels to get that Dodge, that Dodge Ram pickup. Uh, you can also see the most decorated SUV available. We're talking about Jeep and uh, in all of those great vehicles. And the incredible 2021 Jeeps feature innovative technology to meet your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. Jeep, a new era of uh, compatibility. So check them out at uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Again, they are uh, your friend in the car business, and they're at 201 West Loop 340. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Widely scattered showers and thunderstorms out there this evening. Diminishing very late tonight as skies will just be mostly cloudy overnight. Low temperatures falling to 75 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with a 60% chance of scattered showers and storms, 87. And the same story on Sunday a 40% chance of showers and storms with a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. 
The Milwaukee Bucks take a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, beating the Hawks 123-112. On a day when college athletes were officially granted rights to profit off their name, image, and likeness, former USC running back Reggie Bush has made it clear he believes his Heisman Trophy he won in 2005 should be returned and his college stats reinstated. The NFL has fined the Washington football team $10 million as a result of the league's investigation into the team's workplace culture. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Tampa Bay at Montreal. Tampa Bay has a 2-0 lead in that series. Puck drops at 7. Astros at the Indians tonight, 6-10 first pitch. And Rangers leave Oakland with the win and had the day off before starting a series with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 516, this is ESPN of Fox Sports Central Texas. Tom and Stephen and EP, and we're glad you're with us here on a uh, Friday afternoon. Drive safely as you make your way home. Stephen, I was uh, just going through some of the uh, this and that and, and, you know, and ran across where TCU continued its massive overhaul on its roster with uh, Jacoby Coles, uh, the former Butler star, coming in. and. That is, what, their eighth D1 transfer. So what is going on with TCU Hoops, your alma mater? Yeah, they, uh, they've they had a turnstile. Jacoby Coles comes in. Um, you know, they've added Emmanuel Miller and Cassius McNally from Texas A&M. Damian Ball from Memphis. Xavier Cork from Western Carolina. Shadow Wells from UTA. Maxwell Evans from Vandy. And, um, you know, th- this is a program that's kind of been in flux. Jamie Dixon a few years ago. He was going to go to uh, UCLA. Like, deal was going to get done. He's going to be the head coach there, which would have been disappointing. But uh, to get that done, UCLA was going to have to pay a buyout, which I can't remember exactly how much that was going to be. But essentially, they decided, no, we really don't want to do that. We don't want to pay the buyout. So they sort of walked away. And then it created this awkward situation where Jamie kind of sauntered back to TCU like nothing had happened. But obviously everybody knew he had not only publicly flirted with another school, like he wanted to go there. He wanted to take the job. And since then they struggled. Um, The team last year was not very good. They finished seventh in the Big 12. They bowed out in the Big 12 tournament immediately by losing to Kansas State. And they're basically overhauling their whole roster. This is sort of what happens in college basketball now if you don't have a good team. You know, I know SMU had seven transfers this year. Um, you, you basically, it's, it's like free agency. There's so many kids in the portal. You just kind of rework what you're doing, but that's not good for continuity. And I think it speaks to, you know, he, he recruited these players that left. So it didn't work. Either they're not buying in or um, he's not doing a good job of saying the culture there. But for whatever reason, other than Mike, My- I mean, they have three returning starters. Mike, or two returning starters, three returning players. Mike Miles is coming back, who was uh, a big contributor for them last year. Francisco Farabello, and then Eddie Lampkin Jr. Uh, and Eddie Lampkin Jr. was just like an end of the bench type player. So this is really a entirely new team that is uh, suiting up for TCU in the uh, in the fall and winter. And it's I don't think it's good news for the Frogs. Is this a situation where? players elected to leave and enter the portal or just leave just leave or is this hey we recruited the wrong guys these guys can't play at this level 
we've got to move them on down the road and go find us some new players. Did he get it, or did or did they leave on their own? I think it's a mix of both. I, I mean, they had two. So R.J. Nimhard went to the NBA draft a little early. Um, Kevin Rogers went in the draft process. I guess didn't like the feedback he got. Tried to come back, and they basically told him, "Hey, if you want to come back to college, why don't you go to another school?" And, and I feel like there were some other players, uh, like Taron Frank, who didn't play a whole lot as a freshman that just walked out. But I feel like for the most part, it's players that said, you know what? I didn't get my, I didn't get what I wanted here. This wasn't what I expected. I'm going to move on. Um, And that's what we're seeing a lot in college sports in general. But obviously, you know, the best schools are able to establish a culture, keep players there, but even Baylor, I mean, Tom, we, now we didn't see anybody leave because they just won a national title, but we saw them get, um, you know, two incoming transfers this mm-hmm. year. We saw the Lady Bears have a couple ladies leave. That was obviously mainly due to a coaching change. Well, the core of the team, the men's team was was transfers. Yeah, it, it, you're right. I mean, Davion Mitchell was a transfer, Adam Flagler. So part of it is just the way of college basketball now. But I, I do think it's concerning, and – um, essentially, I have seen some fans that are like, well, we weren't good, so what does it matter? I just think continuity still matters in college sports. And if, if you have a team that grows together and learns together, you're going to be better no matter you know what kind of happens moving forward. What else is going on uh, on the college on the college scene in the Big 12? Um, let's see here. So Baylor actually got a transfer today. Hal Presley, uh, wide receiver, he was – In the 2021 class, he signed with Auburn. Um, He's going to come to BU now after spending a season at Auburn. Uh, Let me look up his stats real quick. I don't think he played a lot um, in Auburn last year, but he was somebody that Baylor recruited and then um, didn't work out. He ends up going to Auburn, didn't play any games last season. But, yeah, Tom, he's, uh, he's headed to Baylor and they'll have another receiver there in the fold. Don't know how much of a role he'll play, um, but he's he was committed to Baylor at one point, then decided to sign with Auburn, and now transferring to uh, to Waco after one season with the Auburn Tigers. You mentioned the portal, and we've talked about the portal probably as much, if not more, uh, than NIL. And we, we mentioned NIL, and, and we talked about at, at some point – it will become the norm, and, and you'll see stories where you know a player's done a deal, and I mean it, it's going to, it's going to become just a normal everyday piece of the college athletic scene, and which got me to thinking about the transfer portal, and we know that there are an enormous amount of athletes in the transfer portal in all sports. Mm-hmm. Do you see a time or? a process where that also kind of flattens out and, and you see kids enter the portal and, and be a part of that deal, but not at the, the regularity or the uh, the numbers that you're seeing now. Um, Yeah, you know, I feel like at some point it probably slows down, but honestly, I just I, – I think it's a whole different mentality now in college sports. I really feel like there's so much pressure and there's so much – expect. I, I think young people have such expectations – to get in and just play immediately. And when they don't, they think, okay, I got to move. And sometimes it works, but I will say, I don't know what's going to happen with Hal Presley. I hope it works out for him, but you know, okay. So you're buried on the depth chart at Auburn. Well, now it's July and you come into Baylor as a sophomore 
Maybe technically you're a redshirt freshman, whatever the case. I mean, bet on yourself, have confidence, but are you suddenly going to break through like during fall camp and be a starter or contributor? I and mean, that's an uphill battle. It's a, it's a new coaching staff. You got to learn a new system. Um, I just think it, it, it's this idea of, Oh, the grass is always greener and I, I got to find a way to get on the field, but you're basically starting over. And unless you're someone who's proven at the school you've been at, you're probably not going to walk in and just be a factor immediately. And you're sort of starting from square one again. And I totally agree with you. 1000%. Yeah. There, the, the, boy, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, the opportunity to, to compete. I don't think kids take advantage of that. I mean, they, they, they see that they're not going to be the starter or they perceive that they're not going to be the starter, that they're not going to win the job. They don't have the intestinal fortitude. That's a better way to say it. They don't have the intestinal fortitude to stay and fight and compete. And so they jump into this deal. What we were talking about, uh, the quarterback that's got, that ended up at rice. What was it? Was it McCaffrey that, uh, Oh, Luke McCaffrey that's yeah. been at like two or three different schools. Yeah. He, he's, he, he didn't win the job. Then he goes to uh, what? Tennessee, I think, and didn't win the job there. Now he's at, he's in Rice, and he's going to compete this fall. And I'm like you. You're just going to waltz in in August and, and be the starting quarterback after not winning the job in two other places? I mean, I, yeah, I doubt that's going to be the case. Um, but I, I just – I think it's a combination of, yes, there is some – do I want to stay and compete? But it's also – I just – I think all the coverage of recruiting, all the coverage of college sports has placed in the mind of these people, or these a lot of these young people, that, okay, I want to get to the next level. I want to, you know, play professionally, which is a fine goal to have. I'm not, like, saying don't have that goal. But I, I just, I feel like it leads to this mentality of, well, if I'm not contributing right away or if I'm not the star right away, I got to go somewhere else because I have to, you know, be on someone's radar. And, I feel like patience can sometimes be uh, be a virtue, but I also think every transfer is different. So we'll see, um, you know, kind of how it plays out over the next few years. But there's a lot of people in the transfer portal across all sports, and part of it too is the next year of eligibility. I think there's a bunch of seniors that said, "Oh yeah, I'll come play another season," and then their school is kind of like, "Uh, we got some recruits mm-hmm. coming in. You know, we got scholarships to figure it's out. A little bottleneck." Um, we if you want to play, it's fine, but you might have to go somewhere else. And then it's oh, okay. Well, let me hit the portal and and see how that goes. A final thing in this kind of Big Twelve college sports notebook, Spencer Rattler. He's hitting this uh, name image likeness thing hard. Oklahoma quarterback. He unveiled a personal logo, um, for his brand, and he also signed with a management company, Steinberg Sports. So he's basically Steinberg gonna have an agent. Yeah, at least Steinberg. Um, I don't know if he'll be communicating directly with him or, or somebody on his team, but uh, Spencer Rattler's going to, he's looking for some endorsement deals and he has his own logo as his own brand. So we'll see what kind of deals come his way in, in the coming months, but I'm sure uh, he's the one that put his, his logo and brand together too, right? Oh, probably so. Yeah. Probably drew it up himself. <laughs> Got that etch a sketch out. And <laughs> it's it's going to be different for everybody, man. And uh, guys like that are really going to benefit from it. Coming up, uh, we got the grab bag. We're closing in on 530. This is ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. 
Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouts, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at, and they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Milwaukee Bucks take a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, beating the Hawks 123-112. On a day when college athletes were officially granted rights to profit off their name, image, and likeness, former USC running back Reggie Bush has made it clear he believes his Heisman Trophy he won in 2005 should be returned and his college stats reinstated. The NFL has fined the Washington football team $10 million as a result of the league's investigation into the team's workplace culture. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Tampa Bay at Montreal. Tampa Bay has a 2-0 lead in that series. Puck drops at 7. Astros at the Indians tonight, 6-10 first pitch. And Rangers leave Oakland with the win and had the day off before starting a series with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, welcome back. This is uh, the grab bag here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Tom, Tom I, I figured something out here. Oh, yeah? Thank you to Gatlin. Gatlin was who sent this hat to me today. Gatlin. Gatlin, one of our listeners. Yeah, he hit me on the text line and said, hey, glad you got the hat. Gatlin, thank you so much, man. Really thoughtful gift. But um, he made hats for Q... And I, I, I got one, those. too, the Western Oregon hats. Yeah, I saw those. Because Q's son's going to play basketball at Western Oregon. Little Q. So if you need hats, Gatlin's your guy. But he, thanks so he, much, he man. He can hook you he up. He can hook you up. Yep. No, good deal. All right, uh, let's dive into the grab bag. And uh, and we're just going fast and furious all over the place. Steven, uh, you pointed this out to me. Uh, Cowboys are going to be uh, part of the 20th anniversary edition of the Emmy Award-winning series, Hard Knocks. Big deal to you? Um, I mean, I'll probably, 
I'll probably watch it. You know, Hard Knocks, I, I have. I don't have HBO, so I haven't watched it very often. But I did get to watch the uh, Raiders season a couple years back, and I found it interesting. One thing I would like to see from this is, um, you know, we haven't really gotten a good look at Mike McCarthy as head coach of the Cowboys yet, so I would like to see a little behind the scenes of his personality. But overall, I mean, it's, you know, I don't think it'll be a huge deal. I wonder if they shut it down a little bit, uh, their personality, when they know the camera is rolling. I'm sure to a certain extent, but I have heard that they film pretty much 24-7, so after a like a week or two, you just kind of forget about it because they're so, pretty good about, you know, not being in your way. So the docuseries returns on Tuesday, August the 10th at 9 o'clock on HBO. Now, earlier today on Unnecessary Roughness, the final edition of Unnecessary Roughness with Q and Ward, Ward asked uh, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle if he thought that, that the, the cameras and the lighting and the sound techs and all that, could that be a distraction? I've seen every hard knock since it started, and I'm always fascinated by watching where the cameras get to go that I don't get to go, which is behind the scenes. So when they came here in 2015, Bill O'Brien's second season with the Texans, I thought they would, like, get in the way. I thought that they were going to get a lot of information I wouldn't get behind the scenes, and that's not what happened. They turned out to be a great experience. They were here. You hardly knew it. If you didn't see the camera, uh, you wouldn't even know it. And the only thing that they had that I wish I had had was Ryan Mallett, a backup quarterback, missed a meeting or was late to a meeting. And Rick Smith, the general manager, had him in his office uh, talking to him about, you know, that's not what it's about. But overall, they liked it. You know, a lot of people think it's intrusive. It's not. Jerry Jones eats it up, of course, because Jerry's a big part of Hard Knocks. And anything that's Cowboy-related, Jerry's right up there at the forefront. You know, they want to know about Jerry. They don't care as much about Mike McCarthy as they do Jerry Jones. And he revels in it. And I'm glad the Cowboys are doing it again. That is uh, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle talking about uh, Hard Knocks. And, again, the Cowboys will be featured on Hard Knocks starting August the 10th at 9 p.m. You going to watch it, Tom? You know, I, I probably will. I I, I, I like documentaries. Uh, I, I just I want them to be pretty realistic. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I'll probably check that out. Baylor uh, ac Acrobatics and Tumbling added an assistant coach, according to uh, Coach Felicia Moki. She has added Coach Aaliyah Nolan to the staff. So congratulations. She'll be coming from uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, Gannon University. So that's going to be a little bit of a uh, – a uh, difference, Erie PA and Waco TX. It will be. Uh, but, yeah, I'll trust, you know, whatever Felicia Mulkey is doing with the Acrobats and Tumbling program, I'll, I'll co-sign that because she's, <laughs> they she's a little been bit. pretty good. They won a lot, Tom. <laughs> yep. So I'll, uh, I'll take her word for it. All right. I, I mentioned this during Ranger Roundup, so I want to throw this out at you. Major League Baseball's batting average in April was 232. Major League Baseball batting average in May was 239. Major League Baseball batting average in June is 246. Of course, June the month that they said, eh, eh, no more of that uh, foreign funny stuff. You 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 putting two to two together and coming up with four, or, or what? What do you think? I mean, I think it, it makes a difference. Uh, I'll be more interested to see July and August, just because let's let's take a look and see if these pitchers adjust. But I'm sure it makes some of a difference. I mean, they've been used to. Pitching a certain way with this grip, 
Um, and and now it's taken away. And I think it's a good thing for the league. You know, batting average going up is as much as I enjoy a good pitcher's duel. I don't want to see people striking out all the time. Right. And guys making contact and putting the ball in play is is good for baseball. Yeah. And and I agree with you. I'm like you. I still like to see very low scoring competitive baseball games. But you know, you want to see a second baseman make a dive and in the out angling mm-hmm. towards the outfield and get up and throw him out and you know a guy go behind the bag at third and make a strong throw across the diamond and that kind of stuff. You don't want to see just constant punch outs. I, I'm with you. Uh, but to, we'll see. We'll see. And I also think when the weather warms up that hitters hit the ball better I, I i just do and and you know how this goes when pitchers start dominating they do this when hitters start dominating they do this from raising the mound to lowering the mound yeah. to raising the seams to lowering the seams it's a constant evolution of trying to find a balance and i don't know that you're ever going to find a balance well and you're right about the heat man i mean the old ballpark when they were playing day games in july and even night games, because it's still like 95, 96 out there, that thing would fly. It would um, launch. It, it would launch. So that does make a big difference. Uh, and one of the reasons why, you know, maybe the indoor stadium could be a, a, a bad thing. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's certainly something. I'm not ready to say it's changing the whole face of, of the league yet. But um, it does feel like a good move so far by Major League Baseball. All right. Spin rate. Here we go with these analytics. Spin rate in April was 2,313 revolutions per minute. Spin rate in May, 2,323 revolutions per minute. In June, it was down to 2,257 revolutions per minute. So the spin rate was down. It's a lot of revolutions. Um, Yeah, it's really, those numbers are so big, it's really hard for me to kind of picture, you know, what the difference actually is. But it's down, and that does mean, hey, this foreign substance crackdown is having an effect, and guys are maybe seeing the ball better. Maybe that ball's hanging up in the zone a little bit more and not just sinking completely down into the dirt. Uh, and if, if that makes a difference, then then good for good for baseball, good for the league. All right, did you see the story on Shakari Richardson, the uh, U.S. sprinter? I have, yeah. Uh, on on the Today Show today, this morning, and apologized for testing positive for marijuana. The U.S. Anti-Doping Association on, on uh, Today announced that she has accepted a one-month suspension. In uh, accepting the penalty, Richardson's Olympic trials have been disqualified, and she forfeits any medals, points, and prizes, according to the uh, United States uh, Anti-Doping Association. If I read this right, she is still going to be eligible for the relays because the relays will be in August. Is that the way you read that? Yeah, that's the way I read it. But uh, it doesn't look like she'll be eligible for the 100-meter dash, which is obviously the individual event that she was hoping to compete in. Maybe she didn't inhale. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So what is your take? Uh, In... This this is kind of one of those bouncy subjects, too. I mean, it's – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she was on the Today Show today. She admitted it. She owned up to it. Um, and there's a very sad part of the story that relates to her apparently finding out about her biological mother passing away from an, a journalist in an interview. And then that led to, you know, taking the drug to kind of cool off or, or sort of – self-medicate after what was obviously a traumatic event. Um, 
I mean, do I think that the Olympic Committee should still be testing for THC levels? No, because honestly, marijuana is legal in a lot of states in the U.S. now. Um, I I can't see a performance-enhancing variant that would come from it, but I mean, it is it is the rule. You know, it it might be a dumb rule, but it's the consequence for it. So I hate it for her. Like I think it's a really silly thing to get pot for. I think it's a really dumb reason to have to miss the Olympics, something that she's trained for. This is not a once a year race. Like this is every four years. Um, so I know she's crushed. I just, I mean, I, if the Olympic committee came out and said tomorrow, Hey, we're going to lift the ban on this and reinstate her. I would be over the moon. I just don't see that happening. And I'm with you a hundred percent. It's a, um, it's probably a silly rule. It's probably one that needs to be revisited. It's it's probably and and I'm with you again. If they lifted the ban and let and let her participate, I wouldn't I wouldn't think Bat twice about it. it. Yeah, but the the other part of it goes to me says, hang on a second. You even though you disagree with the rule and you think it's a silly rule, maybe even a dumb rule, mm-hmm. it's still a rule and you knew it. It's not like you were, you you didn't have the information prior to uh, smoking the joint or whatever you did, but you, you knew it and, and you took that chance and you took that risk, and and you let yourself down and you let your teammates down. And she said that you know I, I hope she gets a medal in the four by one, but. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's just, it just stinks. Like, that's it does. the 100 meter dash is what she had been training for, competing for. Um, and she won. I mean, she won at the trials. Like, she was on pace to win a gold medal or have had a really good chance to. And and now she, she can't compete, which is just super unfortunate. All right. So, uh, you know, she says, if I'm allowed to receive that blessing, that's to, to compete in Tokyo, then I'm grateful for it. Uh, but if not, right now, I'm just going to go focus on myself. So she's taken what I think is the right approach. Heck, if they let me do it, then I'm going to go out and compete and represent well. But if they don't, I'm going to move on. I mean, because what else can she do at this point? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that all goes. All right. So that is a... Uh, is that everything we had? We we had several things here. Oh, uh, I want to mention this. Uh, Mark Rick, the former Georgia and Miami head football coach, revealed on his Twitter account that he has been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So, uh, you know, and what a good dude. I mean, what mm-hmm. a good dude he is. And, boy, you wish him the very, very best and, and his family as well. Did a great job at Georgia. Um, you know, eventually sort of parted ways there. But Mark Rick is a special dude. And, I know in that statement he put out, um, you know, he's a man of faith, so we'll be praying for him. But that's a an ugly, ugly disease. So sorry to hear that that he's being afflicted with that right now. All right, National Football League fined the Washington football team ten million bucks as a result of an investigation into the uh, team's culture, including allegations of sexual harassment and other workplace misconduct. The league announced that that yesterday, and the money will be donated to charity and. In correlation or in, in in conjunction with with this, yesterday the uh, Washington football team also announced that uh, Daniel Snyder's wife will now become the uh, co-CEO and she'll run the day-to-day operations. And he's going to go focus on some other stuff. And like they're not going to talk about it over the supper table. She, she, <laughs> he's not relinquished. Can you see Jerry Jones going, hey, Stephen, you run the team. It's not happening. 
Yeah, I mean that the that part of it's a PR move for sure. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I don't know how much ten million dollars actually affects Stan Snyder. Probably not a whole lot, but can help some other people. It can help some other people, and good on the NFL for investigating it. Hopefully, hopefully there is some real deal change there. I mean the the allegations of harassment were pretty horrific, and honestly, mm-hmm. I think it probably garnered Daniel losing the team. But we all know that's a, a slippery slope and a tough process to go through. Uh, and it's very rare that it happens. And one thing you will know is the spotlight will be on them for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll uh, they'll have to keep that in check, and and and, and rightfully so. All right, uh, it is uh, what what time is it? It is five forty four, sixteen away from six. It is a Friday afternoon. TGIF to you and yours from we and ours. And now we're going to talk a minute here about uh, our uh, our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. Whether you've got a birthday party coming up, maybe an anniversary you want to share, or uh, any kind of holiday gift, then you need to go to Morrison's Gifts. You see, since 1979, Morrison's Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Whether it's uh, uh, a key ring or a candle or or leather goods from John Hart to whatever the case may be, they uh, they have a great selection of gifts, and then they uh, they're going to wrap it up in in a beautiful, beautiful wrapping and, and make that uh, make that a special gift for that special someone. Morrison's Gift is a Baylor alumni-owned business, and they're located at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. So stop by and see them this weekend. Tell them we sent you by and, and say hello to all the fine folks over at Morrison's Gifts. Again, they're at 4308 West Waco Drive. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind be the best be the best at all we do whether it's preparing food or waiting on customers so at the end of the day when it's closing time we can say well done bush's chicken simply the best. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for my it feels on facebook how about a game of catch at the rangers new ballpark it's on because for a limited time catch on the field is part of the globe life field premium tour so grab a friend a family member and go behind the scenes of the rangers home take in the views marvel at the art the roof and the rangers history literally written on the walls and then play catch on a major league field Book your tour today at texasrangers.com slash tours. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. This is the Big 12 Bugs, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. All right, 549, we're 11 away from uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, John Morris will be along with our uh, Big 12 Buzz, the latest news and notes on the Big 12 Conference. That'll be coming up in a few minutes. Uh, you know, Stephen, I, I kept been, I've been thinking about the, the Chris Jackson thing uh, from uh, – the press conference earlier today and in that official team activity discussion. And, you know, just, it's not going to be, I've kind of rethought this thing a little bit. It's not going, I don't think it's going to be, you know, just the wild, wild west out there where, because there's still going to be some rules and some regs that the, that the athletes are going to have to follow in order to, to do this correctly. I, I would agree with that. I guess my biggest question is, who really polices this? Because, like, for instance, in Texas, it's a state law that's setting the standard. Mm-hmm. So does that mean if you see somebody not reporting things properly, or you I may filing like a police report? I just I don't imagine there's a lot of law enforcement that's going to want to spend most of their time chasing down you know cases like that, and the NCAA. Um, we all know the bureaucracy that is that and how long it takes. So, and I'm not even saying it like, I don't want, I don't necessarily want people to crack down on them. I'm just wondering like who kind of says, okay, maybe this is crossing the line. Uh, but ultimately I think it's a good thing for college sports. And I just, I keep coming back to, I know there's a lot of potential pitfalls with the organization of it, but honestly, that's not really the students jobs to figure out, you know, like that's, that's the NCAA. That's the administration's job to put in a structure that functions well. And I, I just think the NCAA didn't want this to happen. They kind of kicked it down the road for a long time. And eventually it sort of blew up in their face. It will be the student's responsibility when they're getting those 1099s and things of that nature. That is going to fall in their lap, and that would would probably fall under the federal government's uh, uh, jurisdiction if if they hear, you know, hey, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner has just signed a $75,000 deal, and that $75,000 deal did not get reported. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I I think – I really do believe, you know – we were just the, the the clips that we've heard from 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 Baylor today. I, I think that these these compliance departments within all of these athletic departments, they'll get a handle on it and they'll they'll have a good you know they'll be able to teach and lecture. I mean, you may have 
a session uh, every every right before two a days, right before fall, right before your particular individual sport starts. It says, "Hey, let's just let's just cover this again. Here's here's what you can do legally. Here's what you can't do legally. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the process. Here's the policies. Now go go make money." And I, I think that is a good thing. Uh, we could we could spend a whole show on higher education and maybe the lack of just practical day to day life skills that mm-hmm. that we get taught. Um, and I know there are you know trades and, and those kind of options that you can go to that might do a better job preparing you for that. But yeah, getting a chance to tell these kids about financial literacy about taxes like I'll, i mean i'll be forthright when i started here i was contract worker and i had no idea what 1099 meant <laughs> and i i went to hr block that first year um and they told me how much i owed and i almost fell out of my chair because i was like wait <laughs> wait what like I, I didn't know it was gonna be that much i mean they told me they weren't gonna take out taxes but i didn't realize it, it was gonna be that much in one lump sum and thankfully you know i had some help and i was able to to get it taken care of but uh yeah i know that's gonna be a a something that comes up for for a lot of these people as they start to navigate the endorsement world it's been an interesting week we appreciate it thanks so much uh, for uh, calling and listening we'll do it again soon uh monday's a day off for everybody enjoy your fourth of july weekend for ep and steven i'm tom thanks for listening and good night this is the big 12 buzz a daily look inside big 12 athletics here again is the voice of the baylor bears john morris Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, Waco High and Baylor product will love.